The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Are you ready? They think you can tell us what to do. You think you can tell us what to wear. You think that you're better. Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot the United States Heavyweight Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. Great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 206 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined tonight by our WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Magnum Prime. What's going on, Greg? What's up? Far too kind with the whole journalist title, but I, I do appreciate it. <laughs> you're coming in with with the insight, man. You're you're always going to be our, you know, you're like our Dave Meltzer, uh, Bill Apter, all in one. Oh, even better. <laughs> and tonight, because Miss Didi Jonet is off in parts unknown, we're joined by a very special guest, one of our favorite guests. None other than Miss Alexis Littlefoot. What's going on, young Littlefoot? Yeah, what's up? How you been? Shit, working. Yeah, tell the people about the business and tell them where they can get those fresh teas. AlexisLittlefoot.com slash shop. And I can't tell you what I got in the works. Just know, have your coins ready and it's going to be lit. All right. So please support her. She's always been a big supporter of the WrestleCast and everything that we do here, so please show your love back to her. The WrestleCast can be found on the net at www.cspn.us. So we'll get right into it. We talk about the Super Showdown that took place this past Saturday in Melbourne, Australia. 5 a.m., thanks to everybody who used the hashtag, the cast down under, whenever they watched and live tweeted about it. It was a lot of good insight, some fun tweets as always. So again, appreciate everybody, especially those who woke up at sometime around five to in between yeah, five that's what and I was, seven a.m. I was gonna ask. Niggas really got up at five a.m. Some of us did, yes. Hey, I had to do that to get into work on time, so I'm not doing it to watch wrestling. I'm sorry. Where are you working at? Well, that you got to be up at five a.m. on a Saturday. Oh, it's the, it's the commute. It's the commute. Oh, okay. It's not actually punching the clock. It's a commute. Oh, okay, you know, I was about to say only only people up at five a.m. for work is truck drivers, and that's it for real. <laughs> so yeah, I like again. I appreciate everybody who woke up, especially early, with me to uh, to live tweet that. It was a lot of fun. So we kicked it off with the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between the New Day, and this time we have Kofi and Xavier Woods. Versus the bar. Sheamus cuts off Kofi momentarily, but Kofi ends up making the save and dumps Sheamus to the floor. 
Woods cradles Cesaro for a two count. Kofi hits Trevor in paradise on the floor. He tags in, and then Woods hits a backstabber, and Kofi flies in with a double stomp from the top, and the champs retain. So, Greg, good call on that last week on who you got. By the way, you and I tied in the standings for who you got. So, again, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. A good, uh, you were winning by a large margin. I had to make a a comeback just to get it's the comeback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So this was a fun match to start off the show. You know, lots of energy. Of course, the New Day, the entrance is fantastic. Sheamus and Cesaro are good, strong, you know, heels for them to go against. And the smaller, quicker babyface team got the win. So, Greg, your um, thoughts on the champs retain and what could be next for the New Day? You know, I, I'm, I'm really not sure at this point. Uh, I mean, they're, they're definitely the hottest thing going in that division. Um I mean, maybe you put some other tag team together, uh, some singles competitor, and with some other singles competitor and try to throw it against them. But I would really like to see the New Day kind of turn to something else where they're not the tag team that we know and love right now. I would like to see more so that someone leaves, uh, namely Big E, and really gets a a big push towards the title, especially even win it. You basically want them to do what they're doing with the shield now. Yes, but with black folks, yes, that's what I would like to see. Mm. Does that require a turn, or does it just can it just happen with Big E? Like, hey, you know, no, we're still the tag team champs, or does Big E literally have to turn on them? I mean, it it would be original if he didn't turn on them, but uh, yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. It'll probably be a heel turn. Yeah. All right. Well, I definitely agree. I'd like to see Big E get a good singles push and and be the champ. Uh, Jason Jordan versus Big E for the for the you know WWE Championship. That would be my. Jason Jordan's on Raw though, ain't he? Yeah, but you know he could always come back on SmackDown. Eh, yeah. I think we're due for another superstar shakeup, like after Survivor Series, anyway. So yeah, that seems about right. Seems about right. So our second match of the evening at the superstar sh- at the uh, Super Showdown: Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair, SmackDown Women's Championship match. Charlotte locks on the Boston Crab, but Becky makes the ropes. Becky powders, and then she teases leaving. Charlotte cuts Becky off and rolls her back in the ring. Charlotte hits another spear and locks on the figure four. Becky grabs the title and hits Charlotte for the disqualification. Charlotte attacks Becky post-match, but Becky hits an exploder on the floor, and she leaves with her title. So, again, Becky Lynch over like Rover. Charlotte Flair doing her best to, you know, try to be the baby face in this, but you know, by all accounts with the fans, and I think just the feeling of the overall Becky Lynch character, she's the heel here. Uh, this was a good match. Uh, not as good as the the title match where Becky won, but, um, you know, it, it'll do for what this was to continue the story. Any thoughts on this particular match, Greg, that you had? Uh, I was actually surprised that it went as long as it did. I didn't think they were going to give them that much time 
on this show. And considering what happened down the road with Daniel Bryan and the Miz, I, I guess that was a uh, cheers to them on that. Now, Miss Littlefoot, what do you think about this edition of Becky Lynch that we've gotten since SummerSlam? Um, are you feeling this, or do you think they need to try to do a little something different to make her more of a heel heel? I mean, I definitely feel the heel turn. I mean, they didn't. if you look at the roster, they don't really have that many heels. Singles heels in the women's division on SmackDown anyway. Uh, and we've already seen Charlotte as a heel within the last few years, so that would be irrelevant. Um, I mean, I just feel like this SmackDown women's division is lacking in, in its own self. So, I mean, this is the best thing they got going for their brand at this point. I agree with that for sure. Um, Becky's been a, a breath of fresh air in this current uh, iteration that she's in. You know, she's definitely changed up from where, where she was, just kind of middle of the road, kind of in the pack. She's definitely standing out. And having the title makes it even better. So, yeah. Kudos to her. Elias and Kevin Owens are here. So it's time to walk with Elias. Shout out to Miss Divi Jonet. They heal it up on Australia, and Kevin says the show should have been in Canada. Lastly, without Leo Rush interrupts, and John Cena and his weird hair come come out so they can have the match. So before we start the match, let's talk about John Cena's follicles. Um, looks like he's been hanging out at the hair club for men lately, and... Uh, in his time in China, he morphed into, uh, like, JBL. So, <laughs> gee, I know that you saw the, the uh, Super Show. I don't know if Littlefoot, if you saw some of the pictures online or not. I saw the pictures, yeah. Okay, so uh, I'll let you go first, Littlefoot. Talk about the aesthetic of uh, John Cena's new, new hair. I mean, the man's 40. What do you want him to do? So. I mean, we're just seeing, I mean, he's taking the breakup bad, like, woo, (laughs) bad, like, I feel bad for John Cena right now, he's doing all those antics to get his baby back, she wasn't having it, and then he just fell off. Uh, Greg, uh, the jorts with that haircut, it it just doesn't match, it doesn't go together, huh? No, but you know what that haircut is called? It's called getting that Jackie Chan money. That's that's what that's about. So it, it doesn't matter what type of haircut he's getting. You just need to go ahead, just continue to take his break away from the WWE or either leave and just chill out in China, work with Jackie Chan and make a whole lot of money. That's what he needs. To do. Yeah. Well, you know, it worked out for The Rock to, you know, go to Hollywood and make a whole lot of money. So John Cena has a chance to make a whole lot of money in China, why not? You know, John Travolta has been doing it for years. So we get John Cena and Bobby Lashley versus Elias and Kevin Owens. Lashley hits a desperation spine buster and makes the hot tag to John Cena. John Cena runs wild, playing the hit with the shoulder tackles and a proto-bomb, the five-knuckle shuffle, and then the AA connects. Then... John Cena hits his new move, the sixth move of death, um, whatever he was trying to lightning. Sixth move of doom. No, sixth move of doom, excuse me. The sixth move of doom, the lightning thrust or punch or whatever. It's just a glorified thrust to the throat. 
and he gets to win. Then he gets on the mic and he thanks all the fans, and then he says he doesn't know what his future holds. So, company man John Cena, him and Bobby Lashley get the win. Nothing to see here. Next up, it's Asuka and Naomi versus the Double Iconics. Naomi runs wild. She hits a disaster kick and a split-legged moonsault, but Billy Kay makes the save. Asuka takes out Billy Kay and Naomi follows with the plancha. Billy Kay cuts Naomi off on the floor, and then she cuts off Asuka. Back in, we get a knee strike by Peyton, and she gets the pin on Naomi. And the hometown girls, the double Iconics, get the win. Greg, this wasn't supposed to happen. This isn't the way that they book things. <laughs> it's not. But, I mean, this is the way it should have went. I think any other promotion, yeah, that's what they would have done. You would have let the crowd go home happy. So they broke with tradition, and everybody was happy, I suppose. But um, maybe this will really catapult those two into you know a, a bigger program. Did that you, was a big moment. Did you hear the part where um, Renee was like, oh, my gosh, I really like to see uh, Naomi and uh, Asuka like this, especially Asuka where she's dancing around and, and having fun. And Cora's like, I don't know. I liked it better when she just kicked people in the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if she was supposed to say that, but. I kind of agree with you there a little bit, Corey. Got to speak the truth. That's what heels do. They speak the truth. So next up, we have Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. No count out, no disqualification. So, uh, young Littlefoot, before we get into this match, uh, did you like the build up to this? Did you like the old school way that Samoa Joe was getting to AJ Styles' head and making it a very personal issue? Yeah, I mean, I like the theatrics. You know, I love some drama in my storylines. Uh, but, um, we, I mean, we've already known that Samoa Joe and uh, AJ Styles are going to do good work together because they have history. So, a smart move. Yeah, yeah. So, Joe takes Styles to the corner. He sets him up top, and he teases the muscle, muscle buster. But AJ Styles slips out as Samoa Joe's knee gives out. AJ Styles gets a cradle, but Joe transitions into the Coquina Clutch, and they tease the Hell in a Cell finish. But AJ Styles transitions into the Calf Crusher, and Samoa Joe taps out. I don't like that Samoa Joe keeps coming up short in these championship matches. He's not Bailey. He's 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 worthy of being the champion. He could be a believable champion. So, hopefully, he will get his run. But, G, what did you think about uh, AJ Styles? It's turning out that he is the new John Cena. I tried to warn y'all. Cena (laughs) 2.0, I tried to tell you. But this was their best match in the series. You think so? Uh, so. Yeah, it was a clean finish for once. So, AJ Styles didn't win by heel tactics. Clean finish. Um, But, yeah, you know, I, I feel bad for Joe. I've asked the question before, but I, I wonder if he's still being held back because what happened between him and Tyson Kidd. I'm just wondering there's Wait, what happened? That was to him. Fill, fill me in. I don't know what happened. What happened? 
when he dropped Tyson Kidd on his yeah. neck and almost killed him. Yeah. Because that's the reason why Tyson Kidd is no longer a active wrestler. He he um yeah, that's why backstage. Small Joe did that? Yeah, in a dark yeah. match, he gave him the muscle buster. And uh Tyson Kidd is like literally inches away from not being alive anymore. Seven percent chance of survival with people who have that injury. Yep. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, he's he's got a scar about. I, think I mean, I know about, about the neck injury. Right. I just didn't know if that was the person that did it. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And in no way am I suggesting there was any type of intent there. Oh, not no. at all. That's, no, that's not no. the case. But you know, sometimes people trust can be an issue. And I just wonder if that's why, or if someone just has a, a, a I mean, action barrier against him. I mean, the thing is, trust. In wrestling, I mean, if I got beef with you, I'm not expecting in real life. I'm not, and I have to work with you. I'm not expecting you to kill me in the like. This ain't the fucking '80s where somebody could probably get over by doing that. This is fucking 2018, so I don't think. I mean, and plus, Samoa Joe's a veteran in the game, so if like like Daniel Bryan said about Brie Bella, like. You're expecting somebody that has had years in the game, apparently. Uh, I mean, over Samoa Joe, over Brie Bella, of course. But I'm not saying he did that intentionally. Oh, no, I don't think he did it intentionally either. I don't think that's the case. But sometimes people, when it causes an injury, um, there's just a, there's a trust there that uh, kind of goes away for some of the competitors and some of the people backstage. I don't even know if that's the case with Joe. I just think he's far too talented uh, in the ring and on a mic to to not be a champion there. And I'm I'm, I'm just wondering what's the cause of that. Right. right. Uh, probably because he's a TNA guy. Yeah, AJ's a TNA, TNA, TNA guy yeah. too. Exactly. But he's a lot more. Uh, he's a lot more <laughs> money money behind him because he's a, a white man. I'm just gonna let y'all know that. Yeah, that that's true. And plus, they already got. They already have a Samoan champion. Can't have two at the same time. Just like we can't have two black champions at the same time. Come on. Well, I mean, they could. They could no, think outside. They're not doing the that. It's too, it's too many it. minorities. They don't know how to handle it. They already <laughs> let them do one at a time. Those are very good points, Miss Littlefoot. I mean, you know, like the Miz, you be spitting those hot facts. So, everybody's favorite, the Bella Twins. They're here with Ronda <laughs> Rousey to go against the Riot Squad. Uh, Low-key, the highlight of this match was uh, Liv Morgan literally kicking Brie Bella in the face like, kapow! Like, how's it feel to get kicked in the face? Like, mm, didn't knock her out, but I think he got her back a little bit. I hope you feel better. So the match builds up to Ronda Rousey finally getting a hot tag. She tosses fools around. She lays in strikes on uh, Logan. The spinning slam by Ronda Rousey follows. The the Bellas fight off the others and Liv Morgan sends Bree into the steps. Liv saves Sarah Logan from the armbar and they look to work over Rousey, but Rousey fires up and puts the armbar on Liv and Sarah Logan for the win. So everybody thought there was going to be some type of heel turn, but no, it was just a straight up win. Everybody goes home happy. They saw Ronda Rousey beat up 
some folks, toss some folks around, and yay. G, anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, that's pretty much how it went down. I mean, they could have went the other way, and I, I thought they were going to do that, especially since they were building to crown jewel anyway. But, I mean, whatever. They, they, the crowd went home happy. I didn't think they were going to go home happy with the iconic. So, you got me. You got me. <laughs> Speaking of the crowd going home happy, we have the hometown boy, Buddy Murphy. Versus Cedric Alexander for the Cruiserweight Championship. Buddy Murphy hits a jumping knee strike, but Cedric Alexander counters into a cradle, and then he gets a Spanish fly, and they get the two count. Alexander hits the lumbar check, but Buddy Murphy kicks out. Alexander looks for a springboard, but flies into a knee strike. Murphy's law follows, and we have a new Cruiserweight Champion. So... Buddy Murphy finally knocks Cedric Alexander off the perch over at 205 Live. Um, I got a privilege to see these two guys have a championship match back in June um, at the live SmackDown um, that they had in Raleigh, and that match was off the chart. So I knew that this match was going to be, you know, just as good, but I wasn't expecting this outcome. So. They we're over two, Greg, in the hometown heroes yeah. scenario. Yeah, no, right. Uh, your thoughts on Buddy Murphy getting the title? Um, uh, Alexa Bliss's boyfriend did good. That's her fiance, ain't it? Huh? That's her fiance, ain't it? Yeah, oh, fiance. Okay, yeah. Well, I guess you know, with Trump in, in in the White House, she needs to you know make moves so he can stay in the country. Ah. I mean, they ain't going nowhere anyway, so. <laughs> But, yeah, Greg, your thoughts on, on Buddy Murphy as the new cruiserweight champ? Well, I mean, I, I, hey, I'm going to be honest here. We don't watch that much of 205 Live anymore. But uh, the match he had a couple months ago um, with Ali, I think, uh, it, really, it really burned the house down. So, I mean, the, the guy can go. Uh, so I'm sure he'll have a nice rain. And uh, I'm sorry I won't be able to watch it because I don't watch 205 Live anymore. Why not? I mean, I don't either, but I'm just curious. Uh, it, it just, the storyline story never really captivated me. And it's just so much out there that you can watch in wrestling. Outside of WWE universe, but you so, but you know it's it's on Wednesdays now. They took my advice. <laughs> it's on Wednesdays now. They Might st- be a little bit more enticing to watch. They still need to move it to full sale, though. It needs the crowd. The one thing is missing is it doesn't that, have yeah. the crowd. That would help. The crowd can do a lot for mediocre shows, especially if they put on good matches. Now, they have really good matches. Now, if you just want to see some really good matches and cruiserweight-style WWE version, then, yeah, that's cool. But if you're here for, like, oh, man, I need some story or I need some drama or I need something compelling. NXT. The thing yeah, is, yeah, people, there you go. People buy, people buy, you know, people buy 205 Live tickets because it's an incentive 
because they're going to SmackDown. They're not buying a 205 Live ticket. They're buying a fucking SmackDown ticket, and they're just staying for the free show at the end. 205 Live at Full Sail is the same thing. They can't sell. They've already proven that they can't sell tickets on their own because they had that whole little cruiserweight tour, and that shit barely sold any tickets. And Enzo was the champion at that time. So, if your main man that sold all the fucking merch for you that whole year couldn't get you to sell out a, a cruiserweight tour what makes you think that they're going to sell out a weekly full sale arena i don't even think nxt sells out full, full sale i don't know about so. the selling out of the arenas per se i just think the energy of the people being into what's going on in the ring ain't gonna be no energy if no asses and no seats but i, but I <laughs> think the people but, but i think the people at the full sale would show up because okay like the first cruiserweight classic you know they showed up for that and that had a lot of buzz to it and the crowd was yeah, it had a lot of buzz because you didn't know what was going on there's no storyline we're not going to keep going to see uh mustafa ali and flipping around we're not doing that unless y'all bring a Rey Mysterio out as a surprise but we all know wwe can't do nothing without telling on themselves on the WWE app, oh, watch SmackDown 1000 because Rey Mysterio is going to be there. Not watch SmackDown 1000 because it's SmackDown 1000. You'll never know who's going to show up. Like, you have to tell everything that you're about to, your next move. And that makes me, like, I seen it on on the WWE app a few days ago. Rey Mysterio going to be on SmackDown next week. I don't, I mean, do, am I going to watch it even more because... You told me what was going to happen, or should I feel shitty because I missed out if I didn't watch SmackDown on Tuesday? You see what I'm saying? Mm, you don't give us any incentive to watch your product because you tell us what's going to happen. We already know the shit's scripted anyway, so don't tell me a week before what's going to happen in the script next week. Like, that's stupid. I guess they feel like it's promotion, so like, hey... If you know about it, maybe you'll maybe it won't make you watch it anymore. But you'll tell somebody would be, that hey, promotion would be, Mysterio's coming. Promotion would be you never know who's going to show up. You might want to keep you know just something like that. Tease me, don't spoil. I got it. you. I got you. That's what you have dirt sheets for is to spoil, spoil like not the the product that I'm watching shouldn't be telling me what's going on. The dirt sheets should still be telling me what's going on. Well, the information's still going to get out onto the internet anyway. So I don't need... WWE's just trying to beat everybody to the punch by telling what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, I was about to say, maybe they feel like they need to try to get out in front of it and then they spill their, their own stuff and they make their own news that way. I mean, you can make your own news like the same way they did by announcing Mix Max uh, Challenge 2. Because that was that was something that nobody knew what was going on, and then you announced it on the app. That's something that you make your own news and make your own head, headlines. Crown Jewel, when you announce that you're doing a World Cup at Crown Jewel, that's how you make your own headlines. But telling me that somebody that I fucking grew up watching is going to be on SmackDown Live instead of surprising me, like... Now everybody that's going to SmackDown Live, wherever that, uh, that's, uh, SmackDown 1000 is at, is like... I mean, I already have my tickets bought, but shit. Rey Mysterio gonna be there, though. Not, wow, I went to SmackDown 1000, and Rey Mysterio showed up. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So That's just me. That's just me. 
Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see who else they have because, I mean, they promoted Evolution being there too, but I'm pretty sure there'll be some more people they haven't announced that'll show up. For Was it Evolution a Raw faction, though? I just think they just got a chance to get Batista out there, so they're going to put him out there. I mean, yeah, well, he is a SmackDown uh, hero yeah. in, him, in his own right, but shit, we don't need Evolution there. <laughs> I mean, well, I guess Randy Orton's on SmackDown too, so, okay, I guess. Yeah. I guess. So, back to the Super Showdown. We'll talk about the Shield versus the Dogs of War. The Shield pummels Drew, but the Shield bomb is broken up by Braun. Braun dumps Reigns and then Rollins to the floor, and he runs over Reigns and then Rollins with the shoulder tackles. Back in, Dolph hits the zigzag on Ambrose for a two count. They dump Ambrose and Braun charges, but Reigns saves Ambrose by sparing Braun through the barricade. Dolph super kicks Ambrose, then the Claymore-Zigzag combo is broken up by Seth Rollins. Dean Ambrose hits Dirty Deeds, and he pins Dolph Ziggler to give the Shield the win. Um, Didn't think that this was going to be the outcome. I thought the Heels were going to win this one. But everybody got to see the Shield go home as the winners. And so, I guess, you know, putting smiles on faces as they say, G. Yeah, that's what you want to reward the audience. That's that should be the the goal. They've rewarded the audience in this next match as the Miz took on Daniel Bryan for the number one contender for the WWE Championship. Miz attacks at the bell, working over the ribs of Daniel Bryan, which were injured on SmackDown. Miz mocks Daniel Bryan but runs into a head kick. Daniel Bryan fires up and lays in guest kicks. Bryan misses the uh, Basaki running knee, but Miz hits his own running knee and covers for two. The Miz is feeling himself. He tries to put Daniel Bryan in the skull-crushing finale, but Daniel Bryan counters into a small package, and Daniel Bryan gets the win. So, the Miz was totally in shock. This took about, I don't know, three minutes, it seemed like, and the match was over. Uh, Daniel Bryan with the with the quick roll up for the victory. So he's going to be the new number one contender. I didn't think that this match was going to be this short G, but I think the right outcome happened for what they're trying to tell. Yeah. Agreed. I, I do think that was the case. Although I would like to see the Miz in the main event again. I mean, I guess this was kind of a main event, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing him going after the, the title again. I think he's gotten to a position to where he he he's he's become you know more of the, one of the top heels again. So I wouldn't mind seeing him. But I mean, has there been any definite word on what caused the match to be so short? Was it because the last match was going to run so long, or I heard rumors that maybe Brian had got um, injured earlier in the week? Has anything been confirmed? I haven't heard anything. About about that, I just know that it just seemed like it was kind of out of nowhere that you figured they would have had a much better, a much longer showcase on this particular show. But it was what it was. That's true. Main event time: Triple H with Shawn Michaels in his corner versus The Undertaker with the Mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, Kane in his corner. No disqualification match. The Heartbreak Kid slides in a sledgehammer to his buddy Triple H while Kane gives Undertaker a chair. Triple H hits the chair in Undertaker's face with the sledgehammer, but there's no ref. Taker locks in Hell's Gate, 
but still, there's no ref. Triple H gets the sledgehammer and uses it to choke out Undertaker and escape. Shawn Michaels runs in and grabs the sledgehammer. Kane runs in and HBK low blows him. Undertaker dumps Shawn Michaels to the floor. He gets the sledgehammer and then he hits a choke slam on Triple H. Shawn Michaels gets back in. He hits a super kick. He tries for another, but that is blocked. And Triple H hits the Undertaker with the sledgehammer. Trip, uh, excuse me. Uh, Shawn Michaels hits another triple uh, super kick. Triple H hits the pedigree. And Triple H gets the win. So for a notice qualification match, they used all the smoke and mirrors they could to get the Undertaker through this match. Lots of, uh, you know, brawling table spots, interference, um, you know, all the bells and whistles, G. Bro, let that man. <laughs> Bro. Y'all don't even know what I gotta say about The Undertaker. Let that man live on his ranch in Texas and uh, vote for Trump with his Trump uh, signs and shit in his front yard and shit. Leave this man alone. Why do y'all have to keep digging this man up? Like, for, for what? Because the people still love him. He's still probably the his appearances get the most views and you know the biggest pop every time i'm saying there is somebody out there in the world i can't think of it right now but there is somebody in the world that you could probably dig up that just got a little bit more in the tank than y'all gonna kill this man but i'd hate to to have that on my hands but we don't love 30 minute long match undertaker we don't want that we want what we had we love a living Undertaker. Fuck all of that. We love a living Undertaker. Let this man stay alive for the next 20, 30 years. Y'all could dig up his wife and people would be more happy than y'all about to kill this man. And I can't have that I can't have that hazard on my watch. I'm I'm not gonna support this. I'm not. Y'all you y'all y'all was quick to dig up Shawn Michaels. Well y'all got People that got a little bit more in the tank. I know Shawn Michaels got more in the tank than Undertaker does. Y'all been running this man dry for the, the last, what, since WrestleMania 34. Y'all should have just let it go. Or, uh, 30, 30. My bad. Yeah, let it go. Just let it go. This has gone on long enough. After this match, we have a curtain call type moment as the Undertaker and Triple H hug and all four men stand tall together. We have the, you know, the photo op type moment. And then all of a sudden, Kane and Undertaker attack Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Undertaker tombstones Triple H. HBK gets choke slammed through the announce table. And it's not over, folks. So, Greg, were you ready for the tag match that is going to ensue? The angle there at the end. Did you see it coming? Did they swerve you, bro? Well, I mean, there there were there was word out there that this was gonna lead to a tag match, and then you actually saw it play out. But I mean, really, when Triple H was choking out Taker with the sledgehammer, I wanted somebody to choke me out at that point. I I was <laughs> I I'd seen enough of this. There was nothing else. I, there's no more compelling action. I think that could take place. In any form, we we've seen exactly. it all. Seen it all. So, 
it doesn't do anything for me. But hey, the guy who's cutting the check, uh, the crown prince who's probably kidnapping and murdering people, but uh, you won't know that if you don't watch anything outside of WWE. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Yeah. Alleg- allegedly. Alleg- Wait, oh, they have video. They have video on the guy getting. Uh, well, whatever. I'll leave, yeah, allegedly. What's but, going allegedly. on? Y'all ain't gonna just be talking about shit and then not let me know what's going on. Yeah, there's a there's a, a Saudi reporter who was uh, who was believed that he was murdered in the the Saudi Arabian embassy in uh, in Turkey. So uh, they think he was under maybe allegedly the orders of the the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. And they about to take a whole uh, WWE pay per view there. Oh. Yeah, oh, I think the check has cleared. So. Well, Saudi Arabia's got big motherfucking money. They track cleared two years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big money. So, all in all, G, what'd you think about uh, Super Showdown as a whole? Uh, It was, I I would say it would be better. It's better than their normal, you know, fill in the blank here, uh, pay-per-view that they have during the month. That's not a big show. So, it was cool. I would have rather had this on Facebook Watch. I ain't even going to say You could have gave that shit to Facebook. Uh, yeah, it had some, you know, storyline stuff, and it had some kind of house show stuff, kind of mix of both in there. So it had, uh, you know, enough fun and enough serious where, you know. But if, do we need a whole pay-per-view for it, though? <laughs> no, WWE's we didn't. There's in the in the pay to play business right now. Yeah. This is, I understand yeah. that, but that was a big waste of money. <laughs> well they got I mean they got paid for the they paid the WWE to stage the event too, right? Right. Yes sir. Yeah, so yeah, I'm not a, saying that. Was that but them. I mean you got your Australian money, of course. But I don't think the numbers are very high for Americans to watch that. Uh, first of all, I'm not getting up at no four AM. And then when I woke up at nine AM I felt like the shit was still going on. Like Oh, yeah. But the show was five hours. It was it four hours. Was. Yeah, it was four hours. Probably was, but still, they got if you were a subscriber to the network, they got your money either way, and they got the they got the Aussie dollars. So they just <laughs> oh, put I something got, on, you know. I got the network, but I ain't got the network. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Other means is awesome, but for those who are subscribers, they get, they got your money. So Shit. it was just it's just whatever. It's it's all it's all great. It's something on top. And this is what I think will open up the chance that maybe you'll get like a WrestleMania in like London or somewhere. It's because before oh. with pay-per-view, it was all about, oh, you, you got to watch it live. It's got to be at a suitable time. So with a pay-per-view. First of all, a WrestleMania in London. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's closer more like maybe a Royal Rumble in London. I believe that, but WrestleMania. Um, oh no, I think WrestleMania is closer than you think because because you have the network, so it doesn't matter if it's at four o'clock in the afternoon now. Because if you want to watch it at ten o'clock at night that same night, you can. Yeah, it's but I didn't, I didn't network. think they're gonna let they they crown jewel. No pun intended. Going fall in the hands of oh, it's a, being shown yeah. at eight o'clock at night on Monday versus what them dollars. At. I was about to say it's not a it's not a it's not a pick and choose thing like it used to be. They people literally put together these packages like, hey, 
I know. It's like putting a package together for a, a fucking All-Star weekend. I understand. I know right. what goes into that. Right. Charlotte did it for fucking five years and tricked it and then got it back. So Right, right. So this is this is why I think that if, like, if they say, hey, we got the package. Y'all got NXT UK over here. Y'all got the support. Y'all over here. Yeah, it makes sense, so, but I don't on. think they're going to. I mean, a lot. Not, uh, how You got to factor in how many. Of course, the majority demographic is American that travel to WrestleMania because it's within the 50 states. But. They would. What percentage of the people that fly from overseas come for WrestleMania? Be realistic. Those numbers are not higher, high percentages. Maybe in the 10 percentile? 10, I, I, think 10%. It, I think it's a little bit more like 20 because you got to think you got people coming from Japan and wherever. I think it's a little bit more than that. But you have to figure if it's in London, then all those people who live in Scotland and Belgium and all these other people who are within a flight will come or, the same the or same Asia. Way. It's yeah. a it's a it's a short trip if you're, if you're like it's and fucking Paris is a train lot right away. Like right. of course they have a hot but their fucking main demographic is a fucking American because but, they're a fucking American company. I mean it's a world. it's a world based custom co- company but they're based in fucking America. But, so yeah, but the people in those countries though that don't get a chance to see it that often are rabid and if it and if they got WrestleMania, oh yeah, they would turn that it, it, you wouldn't have to worry about having enough people show up and I don't know, I ain't going and I ain't watching. That's all I fucking say do I I'm not doing neither. Yeah, I wouldn't make that trip for that. And either. I made that trip to Nola in a heart motherfucking beat. I pressed as right. soon as they say but, but you gotta think about it okay so think about the person who lives in Belgium that's like man that shit's gonna be in let's say it's in San Francisco man I'm not making that fucking trip I, I get a, I get a trip to I get a chance to come to America for the first time get to see wrestling spend there a week be do a tour tourist shit who's not doing that my my friend from Britain did it for New Orleans. She had never been to America before. I know some people that went to Super Super Showdown in Australia that are Australian that are going to fucking WrestleMania next year. They, the people that that live overseas have the means to do that. The people that live in America don't really got bread like that to travel over fucking seas. So is what I'm saying. Their money's a little different. Spends a little bit different, and they are a lot more willing to spend their money over there than we are. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Right. Well, Will it sell out? via their fan base of course but the first of all your american fan base which is the majority of your money is going to be very royally pissed off because they were pissed off about super showdown super showdown did not do that well in american reception just because it wasn't like beast in the east i had to wake up at fucking beast in the east was probably their their most tuned in american wise and it was at 5 a.m then this i think this is the last pay-per-view that they've done that was kind of like that where if you're in america you had to wake up at the crack of dawn to to tune in yeah i don't know they're they're coming off crown jewel where everybody had the luxury of sitting at work or sitting at their desk or wherever they were doing wherever they were at during the fucking daytime when people are awake and doing things at the greatest royal rumble yeah my bad the saudi arabian which was well, only a few months ago. Well, like I said, if you you know it, 
I think they just have a they just understanding now. It doesn't matter when you watch it. And like Greg said, we yeah. got your money now. So if you yeah. watch it, cool. If you watch it live, cool. If you watch it five hours later, cool. If you watch it five days later, cool. I ain't if, watching that shit. If you watch, man, if you want, if you watch man. one match, cool. Yeah, it's yeah. just. I ain't, watch, I ain't watching that shit. Period. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, but again, like you, like 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 you know, like we're saying, it's they're they're in a different game now. It's not like yeah. ten no, years ago, that. twenty years ago, where it was like, if you don't watch our shit, we in trouble. Now it's like, huh. <laughs> right, because the shit they made the shit where it's like it's stay on shit. You ain't gotta go through fucking HBO or pay per view or whatever your network was, your cable provider was to go. They they have they they race they shit. You got to get they 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 basically canceled out the middle end. You can't we the source now. Like you can't get your shit our shit from anybody else. Right. They they like the drug dealer that eliminated the plug. Like um we here I'm here. Come come get my product from me directly. I know Corner Boy. Make sure that you. Always support our plug by going to cspn.us, clicking on that tab that says keep the podcast free. Support Amazon, Busted Tees, Audible.com. Keep all the podcasts and the WrestleCast free each and every week. So we'll talk about Monday Night Raw really quick. Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels come out. They basically talk about respect and uh, they're getting the band back together. So at Crown Jewel is going to be HBK and Triple H versus Kane and Undertaker. New you know, Degeneration X is back in effect in 2018. <sighs> Going to the well. For... Why'd you sound like that? Well, because it wasn't that great in 2006. You <laughs> tripping. Whoa, you motherfucking tripping. <laughs> no damn right. Now, it was great in 2000, but it wasn't as great in 2006. You a ball-headed ass line. <laughs> so it sounds like you're excited. I, I went to that vengeance that year. Oh, okay. So they got back together. Okay. So, of course, I and Shawn Michaels is the goat. Oh, speaking Fuck of you. which, um, how you feel about the, the ball head? Oh, yeah, that shit's trash. I, I don't know who told him that was okay. <laughs> uh, I think that was Mother Nature. But I am glad. I am glad he let it go. He didn't. He didn't do the Paul Heyman and just let wrote that shit till it till it really all the way fell out. So he 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 knew it was time. I but didn't he get hair plugs? So that didn't work out. He got a botch job. Cause I could have swore that shit was going going in in '06 and then popped back up with a full head of hair. So I'm confused that he just let it go entirely, <laughs> or he got a botch job. Well, yeah, so he's going to be back in the ring with Triple H. So he's coming out of retirement. It's official. So in a couple of weeks at the Crown Jewel, November 2nd. First match on Raw, Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens. Bobby Lashley turns heel on Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin Owens goes up top. Leo Rush distracts him. Take my sip. Bobby Lashley attacks. Bobby Lashley starts working over the knee. He hits the big ending, and he gets the win. After the match, he just continues to relentlessly Attack Kevin Owens' knee, he, both knees. He, you know, keeps running him around the ring post and just, you know, doesn't stop when, uh, you know, unmercifully. And then he finally gets enough and he walks to the back. So Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush, heel life supreme. WWE fans in Chicago not enjoying what the hype man is saying as Lashley is again knocked over the top rope. 
And now Kevin Owens going to launch himself out to the apron. Leapfrog of his own and a kick right to the face. Great athleticism of Owens. Looks like he has something to prove Look here. Out. Over the top rope. Down goes Lashley. I'm not sure what the hype man was talking about because Kevin Owens is showing he is an athlete. And it brings the WWE Universe to its feet. Get up, Lashley. Kevin Owens is heading to the top. Taking the hey, advice. Kev. Hey, Kevin, you will never be as good as the big man. And the distraction by the hype man. Paid off for Lashley. That's what I'm talking about. Owens That's is hung on, on the top rope. Kevin, stop. Favoring his knee. <laughs> How's it feel to be upside down? <laughs> Kevin Owens is in the upside down world. <laughs> uh, Kevin Owens is in trouble. He's got a history of knee problems, too. KO's hurt, I believe, and Lashley now attacking the knee. Up across Lashley's shoulders, face oh, first. Good night, Kevin Owens. Lashley into the cover. He hooks the leg and picks up the win. Here's your winner, Bobby Lashley. 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 Lashley! Lashley! Leo Rush sent Lashley back to the ring, and Lashley attacked the already injured knee of Kevin Owens, and he's not done there. So you've got a freak athlete like Bobby Lashley doing the bidding of the hype man, Leo Rush. That is a scary scenario. And again! And Owens needs help as Lashley continues to wrap the bad knee around the steel post. Lashley hinted at this last week on social media that a change was coming. I don't know how much Lashley appreciates the reception oh my God, now of the, the WWE Universe here tonight. Kevin Owens is just trying to survive here. And Lashley now with the other leg, wrapping it around the post. Lashley just brutalizing Kevin Owens. A dominant performance from Bobby Lashley. I think, Renee, the one thing we learned tonight is this Bobby Lashley with the hype man in his corner is extremely dangerous. Yeah, everybody been waiting for it, so we finally got there. I like that energy. I like I like Leo Rush, though, because he's a shit talker. You know I love shit talkers. Biggie Fresh Jr.? Chill out. <laughs> that man looks just like Diggy Fresh. The only thing I didn't like about that, though, is Bobby Lashley's got to start listening to his manager. When his manager starts screaming out, put the boots to him, put the boots to him, you need to be putting the boots to him. <laughs> but he's supposed to be that annoying, like, because even Bobby, like, when he kept talking, even Bobby kept looking back at him like, nigga, shut up. Like, you, what the fuck are you talking about? But like, he, I think it is supposed to be that little dynamic where he's like the annoying little cousin. But uh, to Leo versus credit, he did a good job of setting up the heel turn because that crowd was not fucking with the go, Lashley, go. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Uh, Bailey and Finn Balor being interviewed. Uh, they will have a rematch tonight with Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox when Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush interrupt. Bobby Lashley says that he put on an ass whipping to Kevin Owens and they should be talking about him. So. They just, you know, basically let you know the full time, the full heel turn is complete. Elias is here. 
Elias says that he's a legend, and John Cena knows this to be true. He said losing in Australia wasn't his fault, and he has a new song about it. He starts mocking John Cena's hair, the Cubs, and Australian accents, and Ronda Rousey comes out. Uh, Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins face off against the Riot Squad. Ronda Rousey gets the win as usual, and then after the match, Nikki attacks Ronda Rousey. The Bella Twins beat Ronda Rousey down. Rousey fights off Brie Bella, then runs off Nikki. They brawl on the floor. Ronda Rousey gets posted and slammed into the steps. They roll Ronda back into the ring, and Nikki poses over a fallen Ronda Rousey. She's got Ruby Riot in the middle of the ring. Ruby was able to avoid this on Saturday. Not the case tonight. Bella Twins running interference. On the rest of the Riot squad. And it'll there he is. Rousey to lock in the armbar. Tap out. Win for Ronda of the Palace. Did it once in Australia and again here in Chicago. An impressive six-woman tag team match victory for Nikki Free and Ronda Rousey. Oh my God! Nikki Bella just blindsided Rousey, and now Nikki and Free attacking Ronda Rousey. Why? And they're laughing about it. Ronda's saying, "What? Why? How?" And the Bella Twins now mugging Rousey in the corner. Nikki or Brie. Well, not done yet. Second guessing their decisions. Oh my God, into the post. Ronda driven face first into the steel post. Bella Twins aren't done yet, I don't think. But why? Why is this going down? I don't get That's it. what I don't understand. They were successful Saturday. They were successful tonight. They've been a great team over the past month. Jealousy for the love the WWE Universe is giving to Ronda Rousey. I don't think we have any answers yet. Oh, wait a minute. Driven into the post. The steel stairs. Get to the back now. That's enough. I mean, this. Driven into the barricade. I mean, I don't get it. Ronda Rousey has been just decimated. Ronda Rousey was being dragged around like a piece of meat at the hands of Nikki and Brie Bella. Complete disrespect. So what we thought was going to happen in Australia happened on Monday Night Raw because, Greg, we should have seen this coming because we know they, they book for TV and not for big events. Exactly. But not even that. They're not going to book a, a, heel, a heel turn like that when nobody's awake to watch it. <laughs> Good point on that, too. 
Bailey and Finn Balor versus Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. Bailey and Finn Balor get the win. The coup de grace to Jinder Mahal gets the win. Why are we watching mixed match challenge matches on TV? Because we just came back from Australia and we got really nothing we can do with some of these people, so we just got to. We've been seeing this. We've been seeing Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox for the last few weeks, though. Yeah, I know they're trying to make it a thing. For what? Because they gotta make people watch the mismatch challenge. We ain't watching that shit anyway because it's on <laughs> Facebook. Y'all, like, come on, WWE. Come on. You know the shit we watching. Anything that I gotta pull out my laptop for after I already watch TV, probably not doing that. I'm sorry. And anything that I could watch on YouTube, probably after the fact, I'm definitely not gonna watch. We got some dissension between the dogs of war. Drew and Dolph are having some problems. Braun basically tells both of them to shut up and know their roles. Baron Corbin's <laughs> holding a tournament, a battle royal, to qualify for the World Cup at the Crown Jewel. He sh- Slater wants to be in it, but Baron says he ain't good enough. So Corbin has a whole bunch of jobbers with these international gimmicks. The jobbers all attack Corbin. He fights them all off, but this one jobber, the Conquistador, is just chilling on the floor. Corbin tosses out all the jobbers until the Conquistador comes back in the ring. He starts tossing uh, Corbin around with German suplexes. Then he hits an angle slam. The Conquistador throws Corbin over the top. He wins the Battle Royal and qualifies for the World Cup, and then he reveals himself to be Kurt Angle. So, this was fun. My thing is, why are you having a World Cup, but every, every everybody in the World Cup so far is American? America. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I understand Kurt Angle. He's definitely the top one. I think USA, Kurt Angle all day. But John Cena magically found himself in it. I, he didn't even have to fight nobody. He just popped up in the mix already. And then we got, what, Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton? See, senor. I mean, I, under, I understand <laughs> Randy Orton because he's a Trump supporter, so he's, he's fucking with America. Like, like, if anything got to do with the American flag, he's there. Randy Orton's on call. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> I can't speak on that. He wasn't there. <laughs> Did that really happen? We will never know. Can't speak on it. We just know he wasn't in that motherfucking Marine movie. <laughs> know that for sure. We have a friendly baby face match between Nia Jackson and Ember Moon. Ember Moon gets the win by count out. She beat the count after she ran. After, excuse me, Nia missed her when she tried to do a spear. She ran into the LED board. This is a goat. Hurt. Oh, go ahead. I said that looked like it hurt, dude. Oh, yeah, it did. The GOAT, Trish Stratus, is here. She talks about Alexa Bliss's little moment of bliss from last week. Then Alexa Bliss comes out. She runs down Trish. They go back and forth. Uh, Trish talks about, you know, Mickey James knows what it's like to get caught up in Stratisfaction. And then Mickey James proposes that instead of them having a singles match at Evolution, that they have a tag team match. And so Trish is like, mm-hmm. hmm. Only if I had a partner. And then, of course, none other than Alita comes out. So, Alita and Trish, they take care of business. Alexa Bliss bails. 
Uh, Lita and Trish beat, beat down Mickey James. Lita teases the moonsault, but uh, Mickey James gets out of the way and gets to the back. So we set up a tag team match at Evolution between Alexa Bliss and Mickey James versus Trish Stratus and Lita. So basically, we got more matches for Crown Jewel than we got for Evolution, and Evolution's in what two weeks? See, si, Senorita. Oh, we. Somebody needs to be fired. Somebody <laughs> needs to be fucking fired. G, is, G, is your sixteen-year-old self happy to see Lita and um, Trish Stratus <laughs> on the same team together? Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess. I'm just kind of worried about like. Is legal? Is Lita okay to be in the ring? Like you know, I mean, she had like the bad neck. Is she gonna be okay? Sis didn't even know she was wrestling at Evolution until they said it on TV. Exactly. So no, Sis is not okay. And she didn't know what the fuck was going on. She was at. She don't even got a crib. She she's like apparently is like a nomad and just travels hotel to hotel with her dog and shit. So she was at probably some motel, motherfucker six. Didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Watching Monday Night Raw. And they said, Mickey James. Or she probably got the alert on her phone on the app. <laughs> uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, they picked up a win over the Ascension. And then the Austin Payne came out and beat up everybody. Paul Heyman came out to burn some time. Uh, he basically talked about Brock being at home, not watching the show. While Roman... Went to Australia, wrestled in a six-man match, and now he has to do the same thing here on Raw. He says, Paul does, that he wants to see some violence. And uh, he gives us us a spoiler that Brock Lesnar will be winning the title back at Crown Jewel. And then the Shield arrives for our main event. So we have the Shield versus the Dogs of War. Uh, Basically, we get the reverse of the decision that we got at Crown Jewel. Braun post Reigns, but Ambrose DDTs Braun on the floor. Roman Reigns spears Braun. Ambrose rolls back in, but Drew hits the Claymore, and he pins Dean Ambrose. After the match, Dean Ambrose walks out on the shield. So, still teasing. Dun, dun, dun. Still teasing that Ambrose is not happy with his position in the shield. So, The thing is, what can you not possibly not be happy about? Nigga, you just got back. Of course, everybody's going to get championships. You gone. You you at the crib. You think we just going to stop stop working because Dean's gone, dog? No. Well, it seems like Seth could have pursued trying to beat the tag team champions with him a little bit more. It's like they had like one match for the titles and then he just kind of be like, nah, I ain't fucking with it no more. I mean, would you? Yeah. You don't know, uh, beating your ass like that? That was broke boy shit. He went with that. <laughs> so, you know, they could have done a little bit better by Dean. I just don't understand why he didn't take one of those matches the other week when Baron was like, you can wrestle Seth or you can wrestle Roman or you can wrestle Braun. He had a choice. Exactly. That's what the thing is. Like, it ain't like, well, I guess, you know, WWE writing, you don't want to show your hand. We got to have them turn on them like Seth did. Rowan and, and Dean back in the day. Somebody got to take a chair to the back. You just can't be that easy. So, that was this week's Monday Night Raw taking place from Chicago. It was an okay Monday Night Raw. It wasn't too bad. You know, a couple of heel mm-hmm. turns. 
Oh no, I'm glad Trish came and addressed them motherfucking lies. Because, <laughs> bitch, we know you ain't know who Trish Stratus was until a few years ago, girl. Shut up. Till what, 2014, when you when you signed your WWE contract, sis. Shut up. Be quiet. Be quiet. Mm-hmm. And if you do that math, you were not seven meeting Trish Stratus, sis. Not seven. The scene shifts over to SmackDown from Indianapolis. We start off hot with Becky Lynch versus Charlotte for the SmackDown women's title. The title changes hands on disqualification. Charlotte hits the natural selection, but Becky powders to the floor. Charlotte follows, and Becky posts her bad arm. They brawl, and we get a double countout. After the match, Charlotte spears Becky through the LED board on the stage. Got to be careful of any disqualification. Exploder! You're only cheating if you get caught. Hook to the inside leg. Cover. Charlotte out at two and a half. Frustration starting to seep in for Becky. It feels like it. And while you're Charlotte, you got to mentally readjust. How, how do you mount some sort of offense now with a bad arm? Well, it's the same issue that Charlotte Flair ran into in Australia. Byron was caught in a similar situation, but Charlotte was able to turn it around the back end of the match. The reason why Becky Lynch was ordered to using the championship to attack Charlotte. Oh, across the knee. Oh, that driven into the canvas. Great move there by Charlotte. Oh, there's a thud. These signature flare chops. Just over and over again, almost the entire way across the ring. Oh, you feel you can feel the momentum shift here for Charlotte. Charlotte was picking up speed with every chop. Oh, and a big back suplex. Folded the champion in half. Becky Lynch trying to climb back inside the ring. Charlotte Flair. Oh, man. Pulls Becky. Count of eight here, guys. He's in eight right now. Smackdown Championship. That's it. But if that's the case, Becky Lynch is still your Smackdown Women's Champion. It's just dawning on Charlotte. I think you're right. Here we go. And Charlotte is not going to allow Becky Lynch to escape that easily. Doesn't matter however Becky Lynch escapes, she's still the SmackDown Women's Champion. Both these ladies completely taking each other to the limit. What a battle for the title here tonight. Charlotte Flair just speared the women's champion through the LED wall. Get the trainer. Dan, go get the trainer. Get the trainer. Charlotte comes up, and her right arm is all cut up and bloody. Looked pretty bad. So this was like a two-segment match. They got like 15, 20 good minutes on this. So this was a pretty good match to end up in a no DQ just to advance the story to get us a – uh, last woman standing match at Evolution. Are you excited about a last woman standing match, first ever? 
Miss Littlefoot. Are you talking to me? Yes, ma'am. I need a lot to you. Evolution's over with. It's canceled. It, it don't matter. You it don't matter what you do. First of all, I already told y'all this shit's in Long Island. Don't nobody give a fuck. That, that's really WWE set it up to be a failure by putting it in Long Island. Y'all could have had that shit anywhere else in New York, but y'all picked the farthest way out. First of all, people from New York don't even want to come to Long Island. So you want to make somebody travel from outside of New York to come to Long Island? Yeah, okay. So, they tricked it then, and then they tricked it booking, uh, well, they unbooked a match on Monday. So, yeah. We have Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe. They have a qualifying match for the World Cup. Samoa Joe still has that bad knee, so Jeff attacks the knee. Jeff repeatedly stomps on the bad knee, but Joe cuts him off with strikes, but Samoa Joe can't stand, and the ref has to wave it off. So Jeff Hardy advances via ref stoppage. So, very interesting uh, first match that Jeff Hardy's had since he uh, took that big bump in Hell in a Cell. So, he got a couple of weeks to kind of rest and recover. He looked pretty good, and Samoa Joe did an excellent job shelling that knee, so... We'll see what's next for Samoa Joe. Paige announces, like I said, that Becky and Charlotte will have a rematch at Evolution and a last woman standing match. We get Miz TV. Miz promises Paige that he'll stay professional tonight because his two guests are AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. Miz, you know, tries to stir the pot, get these two guys to have some animosity towards each other. But they're not really, you know, trying to go that route. They're trying to play the mutual respect card. Um... They both, you know, have things in common, like punching the Miz in the face. Uh, but Daniel Bryan starts, finally starts kind of getting a little uh, personal when he says that he had his dream. His dream was to fight back and become the WWE champion. And he believes deep down in his heart that he can beat AJ Styles. AJ Styles says that he's here and he's not going anywhere. So if he feels like he can beat him, then he can bring it on. And then the Miz runs them both down. <laughs> Miz says that he beat Daniel Bryan it was a fluke when he lost to Daniel Bryan uh, and that he knocked him out that he beat him clean and Daniel Bryan won on like a technicality Miz then claims that AJ Styles has devalued the title and claims that he's the reason why it's no longer in the main event and the Miz then says that he has the winners whoever wins the match between AJ Styles and uh, Daniel Bryan for the title that he's got next and then Miz announces that AJ Styles will face Sheldon Benjamin. So the Miz again with those uh those hot fire facts at the end of that promo. AJ Styles gets the win over Shelton Benjamin with the phenomenal forearm. Uh it's a pretty good match. Shelton Benjamin, you know, still athletic as fuck doing his thing, but AJ Styles. I love him. I yeah, love him. AJ Styles got the best of him in this matchup. Aiden English is back to give us the rest of the One More Night in Milwaukee. Uh, the One Night in Milwaukee, the director's cut, um, you know, it basically starts off where it finished last week. Uh, English tells her that, um, you know, that, you know, all those kind words that Lana said mean the world to him, leans in, and the video cuts off. Aiden ah. calls out Rusev and officers to destroy the video. If he just kicks Lana to the curb and, reuni- and reunites Rusev Day. Lana arrives. She has a small talk with Rusev. 
Rusev says that this is serious and tells Aiden to play the full tape. Lana then has to back play the full tape because she hacked him. Lana says that it was very easy because Aiden's password was I heart Rusev. So they roll the tape and we see Aiden English try to make his move on Lana. But Lana says that he misunderstood what she meant and he leaves and she leaves. Excuse me. So Aiden English is busted. English says that the offer still stands. And when Lana gets tired of Rusev day, that she can come over and enjoy some English nights. So Rusev goes to attack Aiden and Aiden runs off. So pay off to one night in Milwaukee. Then the part that young Littlefoot did not enjoy at all. They announced that Rey Mysterio will return next week to face Sensuke Nakamura in a WWE World Cup qualifying match. So um, there's your answer to your question about why is everybody American? They're going to break it up next week. I mean, shit, there's only, what, 10 spots? Yep, I think so. And four of them is already American. <laughs> you only got so many options. Y'all, y'all ain't that diverse. <laughs> they could put gender in it. Gender could win. There's India. Shinsuke could win. That's Japan. They're going to throw some drivers in. You already know that's a fact. So Cesaro okay. or Sheamus. One of those could yeah. get in. Doubt it. Got it. They should have literally had one person from every country represented. They could have pulled some people from the fucking cru- uh, Cruiserweight Classic. They, there there was a lot of ways that you could have finessed that. True that. You could have got some people that were part-time that you pro- motherfuckers ain't seen in a while. Y'all could have dug up great colleague because I know y'all love doing that. Like, Main event for... Fire everybody. Fire everybody. <laughs> Main event for SmackDown. It's the big show versus Randy Orton and another qualifying match for the World Cup. Randy Orton pokes the big show in the eye. While the big show is trying to gather his senses, Randy hits him with the RKO and Randy Orton gets the win. So 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 far we have John Cena, Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy, and Randy Orton as the four All American who have qualified for the World Cup. All Americans. You feeling this new sadistic Randy Orton? Or Who? You. Are you feeling Randy Orton? Who's feeling Randy Orton? Period. <laughs> no. uh, Randy Orton and his stink-ass stink wife can non-cooking-ass wife yeah. can get up out of here. Yeah, so Randy's still in full creep mode as he's been in the past couple of months or so. I thought Todd Dillinger was going to get involved in this match, but nope. Randy gets the win over the Big Show. Big Show first match in like a year since he got slammed out of the cage by Braun Strowman on Raw. So it's good to see him back in the ring, moving around, looking good, actually. Final review of the night, NXT. Tomasa Ciampa starts off the show. He says that he's the greatest sports entertainer of all time with the greatest entrance music of all time. It's great because it brought silence to the sheep. But there's always one that needs to be different, and that is the Velveteen Dream. He says that you have the champ's attention, but you went about it the wrong way. The Velveteen Dream arrives and says that this is all amusing and that the dream doesn't appreciate Ciampa. 
He believes that the NXT title deserves an experience and not an angry little ball man hiding behind mm. his insecurities. Ciampa says that he may be angry and bald, but he has the championship and Dream wants what he has, the main event, the spotlight, and the championship. Ciampa says Dream just wants attention and he should just admit it. Ciampa says that the title says that Dream just isn't tough enough. Mm-hmm. Dream says he's more man than Ciampa can handle and all he needs is a moment to prove it. Then Crazy Nikki Cross arrives and the, ch- and the crowd chants for a triple threat. Nikki smiles at them and she plays with Dream's tassels. The crowd chants, Nikki knows his secret. And then she talks to Champa's title as she goes face to face with Champa. I know what you did too. I know, I know, I know. Velveteen Dream gets freaked out and he just leaves. Nikki then kicks Champa's mics away and then she keeps saying, I know, I know, as she leaves. So this was a really good opening segment. Everybody's excited at Full Cell to see Velveteen Dream get a title shot versus Champa. So good seeds of them setting that up very good um promo so what does she two. know uh who attacked alistair black oh but it was uh tomaso isn't it they haven't came out and said yet damn that should happen months ago can we just get them damn yeah it's a mystery a mystery it's a mystery. It's the mystery that we should have got for Hideo Tommy, but it never played out because everybody moved up because he took too long to get healthy. Yeah, because he, he fucking <laughs> he got uh, hurt twice. He's mad. He's mad out of glass. <laughs> so they're doing it with Alistair Black. Um, limitless. Keith Keith Lee faces off against Kona Reeves. Kona Reeves has to follow a elbow drop, and then he poses. Reeves then grounds the action, but Keith Lee slowly fires up. Keith Lee hits the pounce, then ground zero, and Keith Lee is the winner. We get a Shanna Baszler video package that shows her training, and she's talking about her rematch against Akari Sane. Then we have Akari Sane uh, kind of pool interview outside the Performance Center. Kari comments on the rematch with Baszler at Evolution. Kari says that she isn't worried about Shanna. And says that she Shana can train all she wants because Kari Sane will win again. Stephen Regal won't comment on the Aster Black investigation, and then he meets with Cassius Ono in the hallway. Ono wants Regal's new toy, aka Matt Riddle, and says that maybe the new man attacked Aleister Black. Nikki arrives, and then she looks at Cassius Ono and says, "She knows. She knows." So basically, she she's seen this go down. Right, she was on the roof. So they had this. Bitch, what are you doing on the roof? They, they okay. Let me set this up for you. So, Alistair. So they come out in the parking lot. Alistair Black's all laid out. So I mean, I remember that. I seen that. Yes. That. So then they had this big old like, you know, who done it? Right. So Clue they, segment. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. So they had like the big scope, the big picture of the parking lot, and then they start going through like. This person was here, and this person was there, and these people were here, and these people were there, and then they're like, and then there was Nikki Cross on top of the roof, who might have had the best vantage point. But of course, since she's crazy, it's hard for them to get any of the information out of her. Uh. So that's why she's just going around talking about she knows, she knows, she knows. Mm. Main event time, 
And oh, what a main event it is. It's Ricochet versus Pete Dunne versus Adam Cole, baby, for the NXT North American Championship. We get a super kick and the last shot on Ricochet by Adam Cole. Adam Cole hits the over-the-knee brain buster on Pete Dunne, and that gets a two count. Adam Cole then runs into a lariat, and Pete Dunne hits the bitter end on Adam Cole. But Ricochet flies in with a springboard 450 to break it up, and he gets the pin on Pete Dunne to retain the NXT North American Championship. I like Ricochet. That's my dog. I knew you did. I didn't like him. I didn't like him at first, but that's my dog now. We cool. We uh, chopped it up at Money in the Bank, so we cool now. Okay, good. Uh, this match was straight flames. Um, did you see the Ricochet versus Adam Cole match for the title when Ricochet won the North American title? Yeah. Takeover. Okay. The spot where uh, he does a springboard and Adam Cole super kicked him. Mm-hmm. They did it with Pete Dunne and Adam Cole this time. He does a springboard Ooh, and they both okay. super kick him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This match was pretty hot. This match was pretty hot. NXT has had some pretty freaking hot main events this year. Some yes, high level main event. So this was right up there with it. Another great main event. Rick Ricochet proving that he is the one and only Ricochet. So congrats mm-hmm. to him. And uh we'll see if maybe this is the build up to something that'll get us to the war games teams. Maybe it'll be Ricochet and Pete Dunn and the War Raiders against the Undisputed Era, because I think Bobby Fish is about ready to come back. Yeah. So That'll be there for against Ricochet, Pete Dunn, and the War Raiders in uh, War Games. That would be pretty cool. So at this time, young Littlefoot, I'm going to open it up to you for your thank yous, shout outs, and all that good stuff. Mm, shout out to Twitter. Wrestling Twitter this week was lit. Yeah. It was lit. If he wasn't there, then you missed one because it was one of his books. Um, I don't really got no shout out. The other shout outs, and that that was lit. Shout out to wrestling Twitter, always keeping keeping shit alive in the streets. Let the people know where they can find those t shirts again. AlexisLittlefoot dot com slash shop, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Young Littlefoot Y U N G Littlefoot. Thank you for coming on tonight and sitting in for Miss Didi Jonay. It's been a lot of fun, as always, chopping it up and catching up with you. I have fun every time I come here. Give a shout-out to the WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Magnum Prime. Give a shout-out to Sam as well. Give a shout-out to everybody here that podcast on CSPN. Thank you to all the podcasters who make the network what it is. Thank you to all the WrestleBays and all the members of the GLOW. Thank you to everybody who used the Rawcast, the SmackDown Matters, NXTcast hashtags this week. Again, a big thank you to everybody who showed up for the hashtag cast down under. It was a lot of fun, again, especially to the people who woke up in between 5 and 7 to uh, watch most of the event live as it happened. Big shout out to y'all. Um, please support the CSPN by going over to patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media gain access to exclusive content as far as podcasts, videos, things that you can't find through our normal feed. You can find over at patreon.com forward slash ESPN media. Please give a listen to the forever young cast as we are joined by Miss V what sleep though. 
She joins um, Jupiter Julep and Madame Lizette to form the Shield, and they triple power bomb Tony Storm's performance in this past round. So check that out. And also, me and Anwar Starwin got together to talk about New Japan in the latest episode of Cast of Strong Style. So we reviewed the three destruction shows, uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed and King of Pro Wrestling. So that's a new, fresh episode of Cast of Strong Style for everybody to check out. So lots of content here on the CSPN, especially if you're into wrestling. So please check out the WrestleCast, Forever Young Cast, and Cast of Strong Style. And so for our special guest, Young Littlefoot, the WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Magnum Prime, I'm your host, Don DeLorente. This has been episode 206 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. An honorable handshake? An honorable handshake? Respect? Mutual respect? That is the absolute last thing that anyone wants to see in a fight for the most coveted prize in all of sports entertainment. Oh, this is going to be riveting. Oh, Miz. Uh... I heard you talk about AJ's WWE Championship match at Super Showdown. Just out of curiosity, do you want to talk about our match? I mean, I promise it won't take you very long. Unlike you, I will remain professional. AJ. You've been champion for 11 months now. You've competed against the greatest competitors in the world. How does Daniel Bryan rank amongst your challengers? Well, let me just say this. As of late, I would say Samoa Joe has been my greatest competitor. He took things beyond the ring. He brought them to my doorstep. And he made it personal. But this match. Stay in the ring between these ropes in the house that AJ Styles built. With that, you're saying that you're better than everyone, including Daniel Bryan. Got it. I didn't say that. You're Daniel. How do you feel about that? Well, he didn't actually say that, but I'm glad that AJ Styles thinks that he's better than me. Glad? Did you use the word glad? He feels, he feels glad? What, what about that comment makes you feel glad? Well, you see, here's the thing, and you wouldn't know anything about this, is I want to beat a worthy opponent. And nobody in the WWE has proven more worthy than AJ Styles as he has defended the most coveted championship in the WWE for over 300 days, night in and night out. You see, Miz, AJ Styles has earned the right to think he's better than me. He's earned the right to think he's better than everybody else. And to be fair, since I've made my return, I still have a lot to prove. So yes, I'm glad that AJ Styles thinks he can beat me because deep down, I know I can beat AJ Styles. No disrespect, Daniel, but since you've come back from your injury, 
It's not like you faced anyone who is phenomenal. This match at the Crown Jewel, this WWE World Championship match, this is the kind of thing, this is the very reason that I fought so hard to come back from retirement. Because you see, I talked for a long time about fighting for my dreams, but I never explained what my dream actually was. My dream was not to come back and do psychological warfare. My dream was not to come back and have fun. My dream was not to come back and reunite Team Hell No. My dream was not to come back and fight this jerk. My dream that I was fighting for, that image that I kept at the top of my brain the whole time I was striving to come back was one thing and one thing only. The WWE World Championship. AJ, the only thing standing in the way between me and my dream is you. Well, I'm not moving. Not for you or anybody.